Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to the first 2021 episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. I am your host, Adam, and I am joined, as always, but this time I'm joined via phone due to the orange fans by your favorite co-hoster, Mass Singer Aficionado, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, how are you? I'm doing very well, Adam. Again, yes, uh, following all public health orders uh, by, uh, you know, staying at home. And uh, as much as I love you, uh, <laughs> we are not in the same uh, household bubble. Uh, I'm also not on some beach in Hawaii like some Alberta politicians. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we uh, ready to go with the with the first episode of the hopefully a, a more prosperous uh, 2021 than we can say for for last year oh yeah uh that's uh an impressive that took you less than a minute to get into the uh the politic jab there um but <laughs> yeah man a lot's happened since uh since we last spoke how was we had christmas we had the mass singer finale we had the world juniors uh how you been pretty good oh you know it's still a little uh you know still a little busy around here and uh, but had a nice couple weeks off over the over the holidays, didn't really do much, you know. Uh, uh, you know, family family gathering on uh, Christmas Eve, and uh, you know, and New Year's Eve was just, uh, you know, uh, family supper, and uh, that was it. Yeah, we uh, we just had the two of us. It was actually, uh, I'll be honest, it's actually easier to be three, two provinces, and then four provinces away from your family because you, there's literally nothing you can do. Like it would have been a lot harder to have my family here or have my, or live in Alberta, like live in Calgary and then be like, come home. It's uh, it's right, much, yeah. much easier <laughs> to be away and be like, I'm sorry. I, I literally can't come home. Like, so it's, it's nice <laughs> that uh, it's nice that it took the hands out, but I do hope that 2021 Christmas is a little more family oriented than 2020 Christmas was uh mass singer final. You were correct in, in guessing Leanne rhymes. Yeah, I was, uh, I think that was that one was pretty obvious for me. Yeah, it uh, same with crocodile. Who was the mushroom? Uh, oh, it's been so long now. I can't remember oh, the mushroom. Geez, was... Oof. Now we're uh, now we're going back a few weeks. Yeah, uh, I uh, can't uh, can't think of uh, aloe aloe black. Oh yeah, the the was he the dancing doctor or the singing doctor or whatever? Was that yeah, who that it was? was? Um, Singer songwriter. Uh, and yeah, I had no idea who it was. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's why we, we, uh, for the whole season, we're like, it was, a, it's sometimes a male, sometimes a female, it was someone who could sing. And I think he was the mass or the, the singing doctor who during all this, uh, wrote his own, wrote his own songs and stuff like that. The mass dancer. Did you, you get into it? I haven't watched an episode. I'm, no. not, I'm not into it at all. <laughs> Um, uh, just, I don't know. I'm not, uh, plus I don't, I don't know any dancers, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't guess anybody and it doesn't have the same kind of vibe as, as Mass Singer. Uh, so it's, I, I haven't gotten into it. I might've watched five minutes of the first episode, but that was it. Yeah. We watched, I think one of the nights she just, we flipped off a movie and it happened to be on, watched 10 minutes, same, same exact structure. It's got the clues. They do a dance terrible dancing like the i don't know who the person was but i was like this isn't dancing they're just kind of moving and like 
swaying basically there's no actual dancing but um the other day uh f- was watching the end of it and bill nye was one of them that was was uh unmasked so oh yeah yeah okay I, but that's all i knew like i didn't even see him dance i was like oh cool bill nye flipped it off because i didn't see any of it i'm i just want the masked singer bring me back my show which i believe yeah, exactly. we'll have i believe we'll have another longer season. you know it's uh they're pretty quick with their turnaround for the uh, for getting new seasons out. But uh, Hell's Kitchen uh, started last week, which I'm a big Hell's Kitchen guy. Yep. Um, and uh, that's the Vegas so that's, one, right? Uh, that started last Thursday. So um, and I just I just love uh, Gordon Ramsay, and uh, so that's that's a that's a show I think I've watched every season that's uh, that's been out there. That's the one that's it's in Vegas this year, right? It is in Vegas yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah. So they changed it up a little bit and. Uh, no, I, like I don't think I've ever missed a I don't think I've ever missed a season of Hell's Kitchen. Nice uh, World Juniors. Your thoughts? Did you watch a lot of it? Oh, the World Juniors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's <laughs> uh, that's kind of like a uh, you know Christmas uh, Christmas tradition and um, kind of unfortunate uh, unfortunate ending, but uh, you know, still uh, still a pretty good ter- uh, tournament. Uh, you know, the whole bubble thing was was different, but. Uh, you know, we kind of have to get used to it. And, and I don't think they uh, had a case, did they? I'm just glad they didn't have that uh, penalty song again like they had last year. They had it one game. They had it. I uh, did hear that. They yeah. had it one game, and Ray Ferraro just mid-sentence, he's like, yeah, he comes off the <laughs> – he's like, oh, it was something like, you know, like his analysis, like the play was off the – what is that song? And, like, it, it was <laughs> – they only did it once, but he's like – and Gordon Miller's like, whoever you are – uh, I wouldn't be in the building if Ray Ferraro finds you because he will, he will hunt you down. Um, little Wildcats news: Corey Crawford retired this past weekend. Um, I took a little bit of heat for saying should he be the second Wildcat number to be retired. A lot of people think he should be the first. Um, I'm not disagreeing with that. I just I had the article that came out in the summer. Um, it's it's always tough when you're retiring World Junior or. Junior players, whether you go off their NHL career or if you go off their uh, career in in junior, um, and I just feel like Connor Garland's your franchise leads a lot in points. Um, he should be first. If he's not first, then Corey Crawford's first. I I don't have a single problem with that because of what Corey Crawford did in the NHL. I didn't see Corey Crawford play here, but um, what do you what do you remember about uh, about Crawford? Yeah, really. You know what? It's uh, it's just a case where. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't a spectacular goaltender, right? Uh, but he just made the saves. Like it was, uh, you know, he he wasn't uh, wasn't a quick goalie, but uh, he just he was he just always found a way to track the puck and and absorb it. Like he didn't give up very many rebounds. Uh, you'd go there as you know, you go to a game as a fan and uh, a fan, and you know, kind of feel, you know confident that he was going to, you know, steal a game or, or you know, stop a, bump, stop a bunch of pucks. Right. Um, and, it, you know, there's not very many goaltenders that have come through the Wildcats organization that you can say, that I can say, you know, I felt confident having in the net every night. Uh, and, you know, Crawford and Riapel are really, um, as drafted Wildcats goalies, the only two goalies that, you, you know, you felt confident um, having in front of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he just made the saves, uh, and he just the fans 
fans love them. Uh, and, you know, I think he, he, he does go down as one of the greatest to ever wear the jersey. Yeah, I feel, I feel when you're getting into retiring numbers, you're splitting hairs. And, you know, that was his NHL career, too. He wasn't flashy. He wasn't fancy. But he made the saves he needed to make in, in getting Chicago to two, two Stanley Cups. I thought he won three, but I think he was the backup in the first one. Um, but I actually thought he won three. But, um, yeah, so good on him. Hopefully he has a good uh, retirement. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Wildcast in- Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, Twitter, Monkey Wildcast. It's been too long. I'm out of uh, – almost forget how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird. Like usually we can, uh, you know, we can kind of, you know, chime off each other because we're staring into yeah. each other's eyes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, tonight, I, you know, it's, it's weird. You know, I can't even uh, – I can't look at you. I can't see you. And uh, it's tough to really – kind of you know know when to talk kind of thing so it's uh yeah a little weird but hopefully we can be back in it uh back in it next week that's uh that's the goal let's get back to to yellow so quick question uh obviously we're gonna have some hockey this month it's gonna be the nhl variety right now hopefully like you said we'll have some q hockey in 2021 but uh the nhl kicks off tonight with triple header down the states triple header up here um so battle of alberta man 10 times uh, it's a Canadian division, or I guess the Scotia North division. Um, what are your What are your predictions for that division? Oh man, this is going to be exciting. Uh, really looking forward to this one. Um, but honestly, I think um, I, I think the Leafs will, will, will win the division. Yep. Um, then you'll see. Uh, I think Edmonton in second. Uh, a team like um, a team like Vancouver in third. And then Calgary, uh, and then you'll have uh, you know Winnipeg and, and Ottawa. Uh, I guess Montreal's in there too, right? Yeah. So um, I, I don't know Toronto, Edmonton, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, Winnipeg, and Ottawa. Uh, that's how I see it. Uh, how I see it playing out. Yeah, I've got Toronto, uh, Montreal, Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Ottawa. Um, I don't think Ottawa is going to be the easy out that everyone thinks. I think they're going to surprise some teams. They just, I mean, I guess it's them against the world, so they may they may move up, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think your your playoff teams are the Maple Leafs, Flames, the Oilers, the Canadians. Um, yeah, they're they're in they're in tough. Yeah, yeah, and I it's it it'll come down to goaltending. Um, if you take the four playoff teams in Toronto, Montreal the Oilers and the Flames. Uh, Montreal wins that with Carey Price. And then I think the other three are just kind of a who can get hot at the right time between Markstrom, the Koskinen-Smith uh, duo in in Edmonton, and then Freddie Anderson. Um, he's got things to prove in, in Toronto. So it, I'm excited for this division. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a one-year thing. I don't – I think the players will like it. I think eventually – the Toronto media and the Montreal media, but more so the Toronto media that kind of run this thing will be, you know, won't like the fact that they're going to, they're seeing games in Vancouver's market, Edmonton's market and Calgary's market so many times. Um, so I think this mm-hmm. kind of goes to a one, one division thing because they won't want to do the, the, uh, the Pacific time and the mountain time zone. Um, so I think it'll be a one-time thing, but I, I kind of hope not. It, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. 
Yeah, no, this is this is really going to help uh, rivalries, and uh, I think you and I are probably going to hate each other for the next few months. Um, but uh, you're looking at 17 it's... times we could play, and <laughs> and you know the Battle of Alberta. Hopefully, we can get to some fans in both arenas eventually. Although I don't know with how Alberta's handling this thing, but because that's really what makes the rivalry is the is the fans uh, in different buildings. Mm-hmm. But man, 10 times in the regular season, and if there's a playoff series. Seven extra times at most. That's a lot of Calgary yeah. Edmonton hockey. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of uh, Kachuk. That's a lot of uh, you know McDavid. That's a lot of uh, you know you you name it. It's like uh, kind of a crazy. Uh, it's gonna be crazy, crazy uh, rivalries, and you know it's, there's. Hey, I think fighting fighting is probably gonna be up. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. it's these. Uh, shouldn't be fighting but uh there's there's gonna be a lot of fights uh this is this is gonna be exciting and i think fans should be uh should be excited to watch this division yeah yeah for sure all right let's get uh let's bring it back to the queue news and notes from around the queue all right so uh players are quarantining in their hotels we should have hockey uh, in the next week or so um we're not going to have the bubbles here uh, unless I think eventually they like, if I'm being honest, I think they get to the bubbles. Cause I don't know if we're going to have the, uh, the Atlantic yeah. bubble back, but uh, in Quebec, you're going to have the protected environments. Uh, Shakutami, Drummondville, Shawinigan and Ramuski will host January 22nd to 24th. And then January 30th to February 7th, Shakutami, Ramuski and Drummondville will host the, the protected environments there. Um, I, I just don't see how maritime teams can play hockey as of now, as we're, as we're right now, without a bubble, um, either the Atlantic bubble or a protected environment bubble. Yeah, going to be tough. Um, we're, uh, our numbers haven't been uh, uh, stellar as of late. Uh, I can't say the same for you know PEI and Nova Scotia. They're doing act. They're doing you know. <laughs> I think PEI might have six active cases. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Nova Scotia might have 20. And here we are getting 20, to, 20 cases a day uh, in New Brunswick. So um, I don't know how it's going to work. I really don't think we're going to see hockey next Friday. Uh, I don't see how it's going to happen. Uh, unless, of course, the government come together and say that, you know, as long as these teams are, you know, tested every day and when you go for, you know, when you go for a hockey game, you're, you know, you, you, you leave, you leave from your city. There's no staying overnight. Uh, you, you drive down there, you drive back and that's it. Um, you know, they kind of get like the quarantine exemptions. Yeah. Uh, if you want to call it that, I don't know. Um, that's I, the only way I think the, uh, that we see hockey by next weekend. Which I, I can, uh, but I can see happening. Rest. I think we're going to be waiting until, you know, at least uh, at least February before we see any hockey again in the Maritimes. Yeah. Which I, like, I know there's the, you know, it's it's a tough, I wouldn't want to make the decision, but you've got the people that are like, well, why do hockey, like, why do the, why do the NHL get to play and I can't go see my family? Why does the Q get to play, you know? Um, but And then you see the, the, the side that's like, well, it's their careers, it's this, you know. If the NHL is playing and and it, like you said, it's testing every day and it's billet house, rink, bus, visiting rink, home, and you're tested before you play, 
then then yeah but i just uh, that's a tough call to make when when people can't see their families and and that i i would like it because yeah. i'm on the hockey side and i want to watch i want to watch hockey even if it's via stream I, I don't think we're going to the arenas anytime soon like you said but um it, it's up to it's up to us in new brunswick um doing what we need to do to get the numbers down to get back into yellow and then yeah and then hopefully we'll see what We'll see what happens then, but I yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if we'll have hockey on January 22nd. Yeah, and it, it's not uh, it's not cheap to test either. No, right? Like those 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 tests cost you know two hundred three hundred dollars a piece. And, um, and you can't so take it from that, the public. You, it's got to be funded. The, the Q can't afford to be testing their players all the time. Yeah, uh, you know some some of them some of these teams are fortunate enough to have you know owners with with big pockets, but I don't think these owners own be forking out you know thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just for just for their players to be tested yeah um so it's even that you know i don't like it's um there's there's going to be a serious uh improvement um here in new brunswick uh in the next couple of weeks before before anything right um it's um you know for i want 230 something cases right now uh which is i think more than we've had at any point during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we're, we're in a difficult spot. Nope. It's, uh, it's not easy for anyone who's dealing with it. Who's having, and like you said, there are some owners that, you know, have deeper pockets than others, but you want to do this till June. If we, or at least may, um, till we decide to champion in, in the queue what happens after that? The WHL is going to try and have a 24-game uh, season, which, I mean, is better than zero games. Um, I don't know what their plan is, but still, that's you're doing that till at least May, till you get a champion. And then what happens when you try and have a Memorial Cup, if Ontario can even have a, a hockey season, because they're one of the worst provinces, right? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, think, I mean, you got to think the OHL is going to come out going to try to mirror what the WHL is doing yeah, uh, just to get their season off and running. Um, but obviously, I don't, right now, you look at all three provinces, uh, you know, the WHL, you know, there's, there's, there, you know, that's four provinces, right? Like that, uh, that's Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC. And Washington but, State. Um, there's, what, two or three, four teams in the state? Five in Washington. Um, so, I don't know how they're going to... The last I heard is that the U.S. teams were going to find a place to play in Canada. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, uh, I hope we can get a Memorial Cup in. Uh, but I think it's really Ontario's, uh, you know, the ball's in their court. Cause they, they're the ones that need to put together a plan now. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I was just looking, we're active 230, um, today 19. Uh, total case is 836 since this thing uh started so yeah that's uh that's a bit whoever started this uh needs to get a knock in the never mind yeah but uh yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's sometimes uh that i feel that if you start this thing uh you need to be named because it's too long in the i didn't know what uh my symptoms were but anyways we're not talking politics we're talking hockey uh turmoil in st john um there's some reports out there that joshua Waugh doesn't want to report back he wants to be traded. He was obviously the first overall pick in 2019. Um, I mean, this goes back to what you talked about in the preseason. There's some Eagles in that room, and, and so far they haven't put that thing together. 
No. Uh, he he didn't even come to St. John after the break, right? Yep. Like he's um, he's still in home in the, at home in Quebec and and waiting for a trade. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's not going to be a uh, it's not going to be a cheap trade. It's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, assets on the board. James Harden uh, style, but I don't know. Is it? Uh, I don't know if it's too soon. You know, because you know the, the, the trade period got extended until the twenty fifth. I don't know if that's going to be enough time for, you know, for a trade to be done, or does he just sit out the second half and he gets traded out of the draft? Like, uh, this is, um, you know, one of those uh, interesting developments we want to follow. And but yeah, it, it comes back to, to the uh, to the dressing room too. Like this is, um, you know, it's it, you got him. You had uh, you've got Dawson Stairs as well that's looking to get traded. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, rumors out there that you know. One of Poirier and Villeneuve will be traded. Uh, this was a team that was supposed to, you know, win a championship either this year or next year or maybe the year after that. And, you know, I don't know if I want to – I might want to take back those comments. Uh, there's uh, – it's a messy situation. Well, I mean, I know he was the first overall pick and he's a great young player, but 44 points in 60 games last year. He's a, he's a point a game this year. Um how much can you get back for a player that's disgruntled, right? Like, is he going to fetch the the uh, Lega Ray style deal? Is it, you know, like, or if you're Trevor Georgie, do you just sit on your hands and, all right, well, you can wait and we'll hold, you can hold out. Like, wh- well, um, you know, like how much can you give up for a player that clearly, you know, I don't want to say is a as a locker room issue, but I mean there's some issues in St. John. He's now sitting out. Like how much as a team in this year do you want to give up? Because you know St. John's hosting next year, so you you know they're going to the Memorial Cup. So Trevor George is almost at a disadvantage because teams know that you don't want to give them too much. Exactly. So it's I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just glad it's not uh, it's them and not us. Because, uh, um, yeah, it's not rare that, um, you know, a first overall pick is looking to get traded, you know, less than two years into his uh, you know, into his career. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember us being at the draft, right? And uh, there was reports that he didn't want to go to St. John and he wasn't going to show up to the draft. And, you know, everybody, you know, as soon as they called his name, everybody's like, okay, well, it must have just been rumors. But yeah. that's starting maybe to be not. clear that uh, maybe those were, in fact, uh, true stories. And there was, I think there was a couple points we thought, early on you were you were on the, if Moncton wins the lottery, you get Joshua Law. And right. you know, would it have made a difference in a different city? We'll never know. But, um, you know, yeah, like you said, there was rumors he wasn't going to go to St. John. Were they going to take uh, Robidar or LaRue? Um, and then he showed up. And maybe he tried to give it a go. His agent was like, just go there, give it a go, you know, see what happens. And, you know, they didn't really put it together last year. And we, we kind of talked about, is it the, you know, with the su- success LaRue was having, is it the players that he's having or is it the player? He's kind of put it together. He's got 17 points in 15 games this year with the Sea Dogs. But, I mean, it's not uh, not an easy situation if you're Trevor um, trying to decide what you're going to do with, with this player. Because, you know, normally – you're probably looking at a James Harden haul of picks upon picks upon picks for this player, but 
you know, other GMs are like, well, he doesn't want to play for you, so what leverage do you really have? Right. And, I mean, there was a report by uh, uh, Robert Lugas from Lacadie Nobel that said uh, that he, that, uh, you know, Trevor Georgie wants five, five first round picks. Uh, I don't think you're going to get that. Nope. Uh, that would be uh, a ridiculous return. That sounds like um, if we get it, we're trading you. If we don't, you're sitting. Yeah. I mean, if you, you think five first round picks, you got to think that's or or equivalent to that. So that would be like, you know, Josh, not Josh, I was going to say Josh LaRue. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Zach, uh, Zach LaRue and, you know, two or and two or three additional first round picks. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Like that's a, that's such a ridiculous return. And, uh, you know, I think maybe he's just putting that out public to make teams think that that's what, that that's what he wants. You know, it could be a bit of poker being played there, but that's, uh, that's ridiculous. I don't think he gets, I, I don't think he gets five first round picks or equivalent to that. That's ridiculous. No, that's got, uh, that's got the, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll trade you. But, uh, if we need this King's ransom or you can just sit at home yeah. and, and not play during a pandemic. Uh, there were some trades, a lot of trades, actually, um, given the – we'll get to the Wildcats ones in just a bit. But, um, you know, you had asked Richie last week if he thought it was going to be active. He said it should be a normal trade period. Feels like a normal trade period. It's a little weird that it's still going on, um, like you had, like we had talked about in the weeks leading up. It should be done so that teams are – like it's pretty tough now to tear a kid that's been quarantined for a week and a half in place A – gets traded somewhere in Quebec. Now he's got a quarantine for another two weeks. Um, that's pretty tough, but, you know, uh, some some big names. Uh, obviously, Legare was the biggest forward moved at the at the uh, in the first part of the deadline, um, and Valdor is pushing all the chips in, eh? Yeah, they're, that's, uh, that's a what you call all in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they got Pelche, Spence, Lagare. Uh, that's that's a really good looking team on paper. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think it's safe to say, you know, who uh, you know who Wildcats fans are going to be cheering for. Um, <laughs> you know, once uh, once our season comes to an end. Uh, but that's uh, yeah, I think it's going to be tough to beat them. Uh, they're clearly loading up, uh, and you know, we just hope that. Uh, you know, for the sake of of their organization and their uh, their franchise, is that the you know the season kind of doesn't get uh, you know canceled like last year's did? Because um, you know, if you look at what they uh, what they have in the cupboards and uh, what they have for picks, uh, it's pretty bare. Yep. Right. And um, really, the only asset they've got there that can turn things around them would be Robita. Um. So I don't know if they're going to, uh, you know, do they, uh, let's not talk about, uh, you know, next uh, next uh, trade period. But, yeah, Valdors has really loaded up, and they look really good right now. Yeah. Uh, Ramuski, they're offloading, um, as expected. Uh, they sent – where did one trade go? Uh, Justin Bergeron, he went to Schwinnigan. So Schwinnigan's kind of on that team that's kind of putting some, putting some pieces together. And then – the the other team that Rumuski traded some names to was one that I think would catch a lot of people by surprise in Gatineau, um, as they acquired Bellavo, Coxhead, uh, were the two and Dunsmore, but like for a couple firsts. So 
you know, is Gatineau buying? Uh, that seems to be what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, which, I mean, to me, it makes sense. Uh, and because you've got to think, um, Tristan Luno is, is you know, pretty high-profile uh, high prospect. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he could very well be in the NHL by 2023. So, you know, they, you know, next year could be kind of a, an all-in year for Gatineau. Um, so, you know, they want to buy. They're not buying for this year. They're buying for, for next year, right? They want to solidify their, their team. Uh, and so they're, you know, they're, they're, they get that chemistry together. Uh, but, yeah, they're, um, I don't think they're done either. No. Uh, I think there's there's talk that uh, they might actually acquire Bull Duke from, from Ramuski, um, which would, you know, be a pretty hefty price. Um, so, uh, again, that's, they're buying, but they're buying for the future, right? So they're mm-hmm. um, they're looking ahead to to have you know a roster put together of guys that can kind of get along and 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 build that chemistry. That's so you know Child everybody it. expected them to be sellers or or, but no, they're they're kind of dicking a different approach. <laughs> yeah, and they, like they were not one of the teams. I mean, we talked about Victoriaville who basically flip their three 20 year olds, which you don't often see at the deadline. Just all three, uh, flip. They got Sean element from Cape Breton. They got, uh, Benjamin Tardy from Sherbrooke and Alexi Arsenal from, from Miranda. So that, that seems like a likely team that's, um, that's in the buying mode. I guess the two major, uh, fish that are out there, if you will, uh, Sam Poulin and Sherbrooke. And cause Sherbrooke is to me selling, um, I mean, they're, they were getting their goalie back after the World Juniors, but uh, they've let go of uh, Bailey Peach, Tardif. Uh, Jackson Bellamy was just sent to to Bathurst. So um, Sam Poulin and, you know, we're hearing nothing out of Halifax. Are they going to trade their captain? Those would be the two biggest fish left, and I don't know if you're going to see them see them dealt. I, I, would, I would add Dawson Mercer to that list. Okay. Um, yep. Because I think you'll see, uh, I think you'll see Shigurumi sell off in the next, uh, the next, uh, next couple of weeks or whenever the trade period is. Uh, you know, week and a half left. I think it is. Yeah. Um, so I think you'll see Doc and Mercer uh, out of uh, out of Shikurumi and uh, maybe Louis Crevier as well. Um, but yeah, there's there's indications out there that uh, Shikurumi plans on selling. Um. So that's that's another big name that I think will be dealt here in the next little bit. I didn't. Th- I thought he would. I thought he would stay. Uh, I thought he'd be there twenty next year. But I guess if you're selling, he might not even be here next year. So you might as well see what you can you can get for him. Um, does Charlottetown need to pick up one of those two top end forwards? To, I mean, they went out and got Bailey Peach, who was a, an impact forward. Um, they grabbed Sean Stewart, depth defenseman. But do they need to? Acquire one of the Poulan or Mercer just to just to kind of push them over the edge to compete with Valdor, I guess. Yeah, they really do. Uh, they really do. Like it's it's there's I don't know. I just uh, I know I picked them to win the uh, to win the President's Cup, and uh, you know so far the moves that they've made are you know kind of uh, you know disappointing. Uh, you know Billy Peach is a good player, but uh, do they feel like they're you know, making the Sorry, do they feel you like know, they're it's making not a... someone that's going to take you out of your seat, right? It's, yeah, uh, he's not a not really much of a game changer. Like they need to get one of the big guys. They need to go out and get a, a Poulin or a Mercer. 
Um, I really don't think Halifax is going to move Barron. Uh, and I think that's a huge mistake because uh, he would bring in a nice uh, a nice return from the Mooseheads. But, um, you know, he's a Halifax guy, Halifax kid, probably wants to stay home. and uh, But that's unfortunate for Halifax because, you know, that's another defenseman that could have, you know, got a nice... Uh, uh, you know, a nice, uh, a nice return for, them, for Halifax. Yeah, Charlottetown kind of looks like they're making moves to win a couple rounds. Not, and I mean, if they're coming out of this division, they don't need to make a lot of extra moves to compete against this division to win this division going to the playoffs. But you know, Victoria's Phil's going to probably add more. Um, Valdor is obviously the top team. Um, I don't think they have anything left to acquire. Uh, like you said, to even try and get a, a Poulin or a, a Mercer or something like that. But, um, yeah, Charlottetown, I'm just looking at some of their picks. I mean, they've got most of their picks in 21, their first and seconds in 2022 or 2021, 2022. So um, I don't know. What, I think they have to go out and get, put all their eggs in the basket, go get Poulin and see what happens, right? Like you need that yeah, player to compete with Valdor. Yeah, they need to do something. They, they, they just, it just doesn't like, it's exactly what you said. It just looks like they're out doing a couple of rounds. Yes. Um, but nothing that's, that's it. You know, they're not going to go any further than that. Um, so I, I, I expect them to make a move here in the next little bit. Um, we'll see. Jim Holton's never a guy that likes to make the big moves. Doesn't like paying big prices. Um, so we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll, if they don't make, if they don't get one of those two, I, I'm going to take back my, uh, my prediction of them <laughs> winning the President's Cup. All right, let's get, uh, let's get to our guys. Weekly Rewind. So a couple, a couple deals, uh, we expected coming, coming closer to home. Um, the first one out of the gate, uh, the Islanders sent Anthony Hamel a third and a sixth and 2022 to Moncton for Sean Stewart. Um, you know, we talked about it. That's the perfect deal for a team like that. They didn't need a top end defenseman. They needed a good steady, uh, back end, you know, fourth, fifth guy and Sean Stewart for both teams. Sean Stewart is the upgrade on Anthony Hamel, uh, in that lineup. And Anthony Hamel is Sean Stewart, just younger to grow with this lineup. Right. Yeah, basically. Uh, I, you know, I would say that Hamel is even more of a physical player than than Sean Stewart, uh, and he's a year younger. Uh, and I'm a big big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of him. I think they call him the Hammer in uh, in Charlottetown. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's uh, he's the guy that uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing for the play for the Wildcats. He's, you know, he's going to be here for you know a year and a half, maybe more than that. Because uh, he's only 18, so you know he'll be here for the second half this year. He'll be here the next year for the full season, possibly as a 20 in the following year. Um, so this is this was the first uh, the first very good move by Richie. Uh, you know, taking an 11th round pick and turning it into three assets. Uh, I don't think anybody can complain can uh, complain about that one. No, that's that's asset management at the highest level. When you take a, a player like that that has come in and everything he was asked. Played reduced minutes last year on a on a championship team, and he's going to be rewarded with another chance to get another championship. The uh, the Wildcats seem to have figured out their twenty year old situation. Uh, they sent Gabriel Forche to Schwinnigan, um, which again kind of put the Schwinnigan maybe in a buying mode uh, for a conditional third in twenty twenty two. We thought 
Um, Tampa Bay sent him to Syracuse for AHL camp. So we just basically gave Gabriel Forche to Schwinnigan through to Syracuse, right? There's no, there's no trades coming back. There's no picks coming back, right? Yeah, basically. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we still have his rights. I don't know if they, if they, I don't know if the trade was just canceled and so we still have Forche or, or on our protected list. I don't know what's going on. Um, but you gotta look, man. Like, where is he gonna where is he gonna fit in the Syracuse lineup? Uh, because it's, Syracuse isn't only Tampa Bay's affiliate this year; they're also the Florida Panthers' affiliate this year. So, any players that that are reassigned from Tampa, any players that are reassigned from Florida, are going to Syracuse. That's two two organizations that are sending their prospects. Um, where is he gonna fit? Like. Florida alone today sent four forwards down to Syracuse. Yeah, and I just don't understand where he's going to fit in their lineup. Um, so for him to have been sent to Syracuse is is a huge surprise. I don't I don't get it. I don't see him making their lineup. Um, so if he gets released from Syracuse, I don't know. Do they bring him down? Do they put him down to the ECHL? Is he even I mean, maybe. I don't even know um, if the ECHL is going right now. I don't know. Maybe he just gets sent back to junior and the trade just gets done over again. <laughs> I've, I I don't know what to think about this one. Well, I would have. Um, you'd have to think that his rights are in, in Schwinnigan so that if he comes back, he plays with Schwinnigan. And then we get the third, I guess, maybe? Yeah, no, that doesn't make Yeah, because the whole concept of the trade, the trade is like um, if he plays one game for Schwinnigan, mm-hmm. We get the we get the third in twenty twenty two. If he plays playoffs, first win again, it gets upgraded to a first round pick in twenty twenty one. So all he has to do is play one game for Schwinnigan, and we get a we get a third in twenty twenty two. If he plays, you know, the playoffs for Schwinnigan, yeah, then we get a first. So I don't know. I I hope something comes comes of it where he's back in the queue, but. I don't know. For all I know, that it's trade's kind of not necessarily on hold because right, Schwinnigan can go in and use those that third in twenty twenty two to to trade with another team right now. Yeah, basically, I was the, say the that. they can they can use them available to them. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll get some clarity at some point. Who knows? Either way, like we got the twenty-year-old situation figured out because Gabriel Forte won't be back, so Hudson will get to uh, get to play in. I don't know what that beep was. Uh, Hudson will now be the full-time captain. He'll get to play um, in and out of the lineup every night. Which you know, for a kid that's been here, he he is Mister Wildcat. You know, as as well as Pelche was. Uh, it's good for him that he'll get to play either way with this situation. That's mm-hmm. that's transpired with Schwinnigan. Um and then once the World Juniors ended, uh, again, like we said, Valdor has pushed all their chips in. They went full on what Moncton did, acquired two players from the same team and one from Bay Como. Uh they sent goaltender Vincent Filion, who was the sixth over pick in the last draft, a twenty twenty two fourth and a first in twenty twenty three for Jordan Spence. Um you were pretty high on Fillion uh when we talked draft last year. Um, I think you, you and Jonathan Wall had him going pretty close to, 
to that spot in Valdor. Um, just, you know, you're excited about this goaltender. I am very excited. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just one of those, um, we call him, uh, what is a corner, not a, a backbone or a cornerstone corner, corner or whatever the franchise the term is, but, um, a franchise goalie basically. Yeah. Um, you know, some, some will say he's the, you know, the best goalie to come out of Quebec since Rodrigue. Some will say he's the best goalie to come out of Quebec since Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, those so are good names. Tells you what to, what to expect from him. But I mean, fans shouldn't get too excited. I mean, yeah, he's a highly regarded goaltender. He's already played on the world stage, um, represented Canada at the World uh, Youth Olympics, uh, but <laughs> he hasn't played a game in the queue yet. Yeah. Right? And uh, so it's a huge, it's a completely different uh, pace to game. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this trade. Uh, yeah, it's the, the return is just so good um because i mean when we recorded our last show you asked me you know which which player i am i excited to 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 um to see in the second half i said Braden schmidt because i thought maybe spence was going to go to blaineville yeah but it took every ounce of me for me not to say vince uh, to say philly on because i had i just had this feeling he was going to spence would end up in valdor and philly on would be the would be the key piece but i did say barbershop so uh, I'm good that uh, <laughs> that was resolved. Whew, but, you, uh, you nailed that one. Yeah, the to get Stillion and Valdor's first in 2023, that's a huge return. Um, I'm, I'm I'm confident that pick's going to be a lottery pick. Uh, you know, because, <laughs> you know, let's, let's be honest, after this year, Valdor's going to be dog shit for like three years. <laughs> well, and that, so, uh, it's going to be a lottery. It's going to be a lottery, uh, it's gonna be a lottery it's, pick. It's, just... it's, yeah, it's 2023 is going to be a lottery pick. I'm, I'm almost betting on it. Um, so it's a very, again, a, a, such a good return uh, for, for Moncton. Um, it's going to be a lottery pick. Is it going to be Valdor's lottery pick, or is it going to be a team to be named later? As I made the joke, they're pushing everything in. This is it, Francia. You know, hopefully not. Hopefully they stay in the queue for a long time. But, you know, there are some markets that are going to struggle with this pandemic more than others. And if you're going to go out, go out with a bang and acquire – Every piece you can get. Um, just for clarity, last year he played 22 games uh, for Trois Rivières. He went 14 and six with a 2.07 goals against average and a .928 save percentage. Um, they yeah. went one and two in the playoffs with a 2.4. So he's he's averaging two two goals a game um, from Bantam into into Midget. Uh, he is here um, because there's obviously no Midget being played in Quebec right now. So. You know, he's he's here. Realistically, if there's you know thirty games in the third in the second half for Moncton, that's a that's a high evaluation. I, I would guess he plays ten to twelve. Like uh, you know. They're carrying well, three goalies because I mean, you can't send one down. They're right gonna now. be carrying three goalies, right? Yeah. So is it um like they they're still gonna have Sheehan, so they're gonna yeah. they're gonna have to find him some work and one Cornish some work. I mean, yeah, obviously you hope that he gets uh, um, at least I don't know eight eight to twelve would be my guess. Yeah, uh, and then he's the number one next year, right? Um, uh, he, he he's he's the number one after after this season, right? It's going to be his crease for yeah. 
you know, for, you know, three, three years, four years, yeah, three years probably. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's gotta, he's gotta get some game experience and then, uh, put the work in, in the summer and be ready to, uh, for it to be his, uh, you know, be his number one job. And then, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Bathurst added Jackson Bellamy to their defensive core, which means they had to move a piece. Well, they didn't have to, but um, so they sent Sam McKinney to to us for a fifth in 2023. This is a 18-year-old kid who has a little bit of Q experience. Um, you know, will slot in as a third, fourth defenseman behind Hamel and uh, and DeYoung and get some more ice and hopefully develop into a pretty good little defenseman. I guess big defenseman, but. Yeah, I like his I like his upside. Uh, he's someone again, like Kamal. He's uh, he's an 18 year old, so he can be here for the second half uh, yeah. of this season. He can be here next year, um, and he's local too, which is nice. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's he's. I think he's I think he's underrated, um, and I think he's you know probably going to prove that. Just didn't. Um, you know, I don't, did he play in Blaineville, or just did he get drafted by Blaineville and ask for a trade or something like that? But yeah, he got some action in Bathurst, and he didn't, uh, you know, put up some pretty respectable numbers for for a rookie uh, last year. Yeah, he didn't play in. He was drafted in the third round, then he was. I think he was sent to Bathurst. He played in three games, didn't register anything in 2019, and then last year or this year, I guess, he's played 15 games. He got five assists. Um, you know, I talked to to Jonathan from the Bathurst podcast. He said, pretty good skater. Um, good on the power play. Makes a good first pass. So it's just needs time to develop and he's going to get that. He's going to get that time here. Um, he'll be slotted in that three, four defenseman slot. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think we're going to get Hopkins here. I would really, as would you, I assume would really like to have him here. Um, and I think he's a top four defenseman on this team for sure. I just don't think that uh, that he'll show that he'll be here, uh, but you know I could be proven wrong. Um, do you do you foresee him coming here? I, I don't think either him or Rossi will be will be here in the second half. No, um, I can't see it. Um, I mean, maybe they pull it off. Like uh, you know, I think that's a file that they're going to be working on in the second half. Yeah. Um, so if he's here. Um, you might see him sign uh, prior to the draft, um, but uh, you know, let's let's just say that he you know doesn't get signed. Uh, you know, he'll get he'll go back into the draft, and uh, you know, Moncton will go to compensation pick for you know basically the exact same spot uh, where he was uh, you know picked in in June. So it was it June or July? I have no idea, but. Uh, yeah, it's. I just hope he signs because he's he is someone that could could come here and and kind of be a power play quarterback. Um, same thing with Rossi. He, he, I hope he comes here and because he's someone that could probably score forty goals a year. Um, so those are those are two uh, two files that uh, I hope are are being worked on after the trade period, and uh, I hope they're resolved by uh, by the draft. Yeah, he was the second uh, second pick, twenty third overall. It was in June. Um, and then Rossi was the third pick. So, I mean, we could potentially get an extra second and third round pick, but I think I'd rather have the, obviously I'd rather have the player. Um, so they have to sign by the drafters or I guess you might not know. Um, um I believe they have to sign by the draft. I think that's okay. the new, 
think that's the rule now. Um, I don't know if I don't know if, a, if Rossi will be considered a compensation pick. I think it's just uh, I think it's just the first two rounds that are oh, okay. compensation picks. Okay. Um, so yeah, like you said, I just hope they sign because uh, uh, the draft will look a lot better if you can if you come out of the draft with uh, Loshing and uh, Fillion and Rossi and Hopkins and and. You know, Casey, and and that's a that's a really good O four group. Yep. Um, and and a team that could, uh, you know, look, that could look really good in the next the next couple of years. Because right now they they come out of that draft with uh, Philion, Loshing, and Iacenza. You had Hopkins right. to that line. I, I knew I was forgetting one. Yeah, you had Hopkins. You had Rossi. Um, you know, you had Dolomont to that. Uh, isn't it Thomas Darcy that's playing in? Rossi too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He. he is, uh, yeah. He's available for for call up. Yeah. So yeah. Alexi he Daniel too. Can't forget about him. To, uh, RNS. Uh, so sorry, my apologies. We forgot about Alexi Daniel, who was an eleventh round selection. So right now it's Loshing, yeah. Filion, yeah. Iacenza, and and Daniel. You know, if you can add two more players to that, that's a that's quite a group in an O four group for. Two three years down the road as we uh, as we rebuild to a championship. Now, I think the Wildcats are done. Uh, I don't think you're going to see. Um, I, I seriously don't think you'll see Dawu moved. Um, just my gut. I think he's the the number one center. Uh, leave him as the number one center. Um, you know, we kind of thought the idea maybe Hudson would be rewarded for sitting on the sidelines to go for a championship. He's obviously. Unlikely to be removed, moved as a 20-year-old now. Um, like you said, you know, they were they had three defensemen for trade. They weren't going to trade all three. They've got the young. I, I just, I don't think Fildo will be will be dealt as we, uh, as we get closer to the end of the trade period. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to close that. Uh, I think it's still a possibility. Um, I would be surprised if there's a few teams that have offers on the table. Um I think it's 50-50, to be honest, right now. Right. Um, you know, obviously, if he is traded, he'll miss the first uh, the first bubble because he'll have to quarantine, depending on where he goes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, he's. I don't think he gets traded to St. John. I don't think he gets traded to Bathurst. I think it'll be a Quebec team. Um, Charlottetown maybe as a, as a dark horse. But, um, yeah, I think his, his value, I think, is a lot higher than some people think. Yep. Um, so if, you know, if you can trade him and get, you know, a couple seconds or a first, maybe even, um, you know, at that point, you, you know, you turn to free agent into a first round pick oh, right? or, or two second round picks. And that's again, uh, <laughs> a really good asset management. Uh, so I, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think it's off the table. Uh, I think it's 50, 50 right now. And, uh, we'll see, uh, well, if it's uh, if he does get traded, I think they'll be probably by uh, this weekend. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't hear what I'm not saying. I, I if he gets dealt, uh, I'm happy for that turning a free agent into a first round pick. And I think it's a team like Charlottetown. Um, after they grab a top end forward, they grab him as a third line center that can play on the second power play and can play up in the lineup if if needed uh, via an injury, but I just, I, I don't see it uh, just because you need the, the veteran as a top line center and he can, 
he can do a lot here uh, in the second half, but we'll have to see. Um, that's uh, that's kind of it, I guess, on the trade period. I mean, there's nothing really left for Moncton that can be that can be dealt, eh? <laughs> Other than maybe Philip Tau. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think um, you know, right now Moncton's sitting at 13 forwards, um, including Dau. I don't. You need more than 13 forwards. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll probably bring one in, uh, either a call up or kind of a, a you know a depth acquisition kind of thing, because um, it's it's dangerous to only have thirteen forwards on your roster for yes. uh, you know for that uh, for the second half. So I, I I expect to be you know maybe f- probably fourteen forwards is where we'll we'll end up. Um, so if um, you know if if Dao is traded, um, we'll need to. There will have to be a forward coming back, uh, and then we'll have to get another one um, because, like I said, you can't uh, you can't just trade Dao for for picks. Uh, you need to get a player back, um, and uh, so I think it you know maybe a player and a pick, um, and then a minor trade for uh, maybe a yeah, depth guy. So I, I think there's if if anything there's there's at least one trade left. Mm-hmm. Um, or a call up, so it's either going to be a trade or a call up, um, or a Dawu trade and a call up. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right, and we'd love to get into what's going to happen in the second half, but a we don't even know what the roster is going to look like, and b we don't know when there's going to be hockey. So we'll push that to another episode, and we'll get to everyone's favorite part of the show. Eric Murray Realty, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. You're on. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Here we are at uh, January 14th, the first day of the best time of the year. Yep. Flip Burger Fest is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is where, you know, I start going to the gym after Christmas <laughs> and work my ass off for three weeks just to put the weight back on because of this, because of uh, Burger Fest. Uh, and some of them look tremendous. Uh, and as I mentioned in, in a previous show, uh, you know, these, uh, these are some local restaurants owned by, you know, some, the Monctonians, some, some local people. Um, and you know, they struggled a lot during the pandemic. So, uh, these are the businesses that go out and support, uh, you know, Cheers, uh, St. Louis, Big League, Sports Rock. Uh, they all have their own, uh, kind of burgers and, uh, I think it's, uh, what is it? There's a seven, they're giving away a 70 inch Samsung 4K TV. If you try five different burgers, take a photo of each of them and post them on Instagram. Uh, so I'm going to try to, uh, make my way through five burgers and try to win a 70 inch TV. Uh, so yeah, if you want to find all the burgers and where they're located, go to Flip Burger Fest on Facebook. Uh, and, uh, yeah, be prepared to drool. There we are, folks. The first six half of the week for 2021 uh, should not come as any surprise that it is food related. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, just um, if you get a chance to check out some of the burgers, make sure you tag Flip Burger Fest on Instagram, but also tag us as well so that we can see where you've been. And uh, like the uh... if, your, uh, if your post makes uh, makes me want to go check it out. Well, you win. 
because uh, usually <laughs> I have a list of the burgers I want to try, and if I see one that uh, catches my eye, then I'll uh, likely go try it myself. Uh, I was just going to say, do you have a – I mean, A, that's not the worst way to try and win a 70-inch TV. Um, do you have a, a favorite that you're excited to try? Oh, there's a few. Um, <laughs> there's uh, the one at um, – oh, was it? where was it? Um, I think it's Five Bridges mm-hmm. uh, over in Riverview. Uh, it had like uh, um, like nacho, like Doritos on it and guacamole. It was like a kind of a nacho nacho burger kind of thing. Um, and uh, Big Leagues is doing a poutine burger. Oh, wow. um, with, uh, you know, gravy and cheese curds. Uh, and there's one that um, uh, has a bacon jam on it. I don't know how to make bacon. I don't know. I didn't know bacon jam existed, but uh, that's another one I'll probably go check out. Nice. I know that uh, we went to Classic Burger yesterday, um, and I think their new one is at their new location on uh, Mapleton, and it's like a Caribbean jerk mango uh, burger is kind of how he described it. I actually thought it started on the 11th, so that's why we picked Classic Burger yesterday. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's a Caribbean jerk mango burger. So like Jeremy said, I mean, you tag uh, the Wildcast Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, and it makes Jeremy want to go get a burger. Who knows? You could be a stick tap of the week in uh, in 2021. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. So that'll do it for the first episode of 2021. Went fairly smooth. Uh, we're just getting kind of back in the groove. Um, still in quarantine, you know, or not quarantine, but orange phase. So we're away from each other. We don't do this often, but I think it went fairly smoothly. Yeah, you know, uh, hopefully it turns out pretty good. And, uh, but yeah, we'll apologize for any, uh, you know, any hiccups or uh, if we didn't seem as, uh, um, I guess, as uh, on the ball as we have in the past, then we can just blame it on this friggin' phone conversation. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're back, uh, back where we need to be next week. That is the that is the key. Again, that'll do it for us. Thanks, everyone, for downloading the show, joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Maybe some more deals. Maybe we'll have a game to preview on January 22nd against the Mooseheads. <laughs> Maybe we'll just talk about the first week of the NHL. Uh, who knows? But uh, either way, we will be back next week. Thanks for all your support during all this. Please wash your hands, wear a mask, stay safe, and uh, hopefully we'll be in the studio for the show next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.